Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another installment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessaly. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome back to the Wii Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and guiding you through more fun than you can possibly handle, Katie Watson. Like fish through moss on the bottom of a lake bed. <laughs> That's me. You are? Or this po- oh, I okay. am. I'm right, guiding is it you like fish or you that? through moss on the bottom of a lake bed. I'll take it. <laughs> and Allison Holland. Sorry, it's not actually every Friday this week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're late. <laughs> Apologies. This is how you knew when you know that we do this actually for reals every week, and we don't pre-record it. No, we normally do. That we are not uh, professionals. <laughs> we just have it this time. <laughs> no, we haven't. I was in Sidious, and uh, apparently partying is more important. So we didn't do a podcast. I apologize. So it's up whatever day today is, and you will still get the one on Friday this week, which means you'll get two this week. So You're oh my goodness, welcome. Double the chompy fish. <laughs> Thank you. If only they made that sound, they don't. They go. <laughs> no, but in the first one, that's what I loved is that they were like, the munches. Yeah, I missed it in this one. So I will add them in for everyone. <laughs> so we're here, guys, to talk about Piranha 2 The Spawning, also known as Flying Killers from 1981. But before we get to that, we'd like to take a look at the landscape of the year. We're talking about 1981. Katie Watson, I believe Hello. you have the worldwide top 10 box office. I do indeed. And I'm going to start at number 11 because it's one of my all-time favorite films, which is we'll Clash of the Titans. So Oh my good. goodness, that film is up, terrifying. I grew up watching this movie. And yes, it's really, really scary. But it's it really fantastic. Is. It really is. Medusa is genuinely the scariest Medusa I've ever seen. Like, yeah, none of the is. remakes come close to this Medusa. And the guy, the sort of centaur. Yeah. Oh, my he? God. He? He's, he's like a, centaur, a he's demon a with like a snake tail. He like gets turned. Yeah, there's a word for them. I can't remember. But yeah. He's, he's terrifying because he just looks so like he kidnaps scary. everything. Yeah. <laughs> and does terrible things yeah. to him. It's so fucking scary. Anyway, number 10 is Time Bandits, also an amazing film, but no Wonderful stop motion film. animation <laughs> or clay or whatever you want to call it. Uh, there might be somewhere in there. It's Terry Gilliam. But yeah, it's been a while. Number nine is The Four Seasons, which I'm not familiar with. Me neither. Number eight, For Your Eyes Only through MGM. Bondy Bondy. Number That's s- pretty low for a Bond film. Oh. It opened the, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> number seven was Chariots of Fire. So maybe that's why. For Based your eyes on my hometown, Cambridge. Number six, The Cannonball Run. Good one. People love it. Five was Stripes, which, yeah. Yep. Four, Arthur. <laughs> yep. <laughs> number three was Superman 2. Number two, one of my favorite Catherine Hepburn films on Golden Pond. And number one. Oh, really? 
Raiders of the Lost Ark, baby. <laughs> Piranha 2. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Number one Close of the year. That's why we left the box up. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's when it all started. Yes. Wow. wow. And it's a weird movie. We talked about it quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't anymore. For some reason, it comes up. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's a weird movie. Well, I had just rewatched all of the Indiana Jones of my own volition. Oh, yeah. When we were doing the previous show. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Katie. Very illuminating. Allie. Yes. What spookies were happening in 1981? What was Piranha 2 up against? We were up against an American werewolf in London. They also tried to steal your town. The earning. The burning. Oh, you spelled it wrong. Uh, I didn't know if it was like a... I don't know. I don't... I just swept in there and corrected you (laughs) and you just got to fucking call me out. Did you say the earning? Yeah. Yeah, the earning. You have so much money saved. But it's spelled U R N. I was like, is this a word? I don't know. Is this a horror thing? All I'm going to say is people should keep that one in mind for our future podcasts. All right. I'm not going to reveal under what context. Every time I hear that title, all I think is like an STD. It's like the burning. It is a Weinstein production. So oh boy! <laughs> Next on the list, we have the Evil Dead. Yes, hell One yes. Of the faves of the geeks group. Oh, by the way, Katie, Katie, they're doing a new Evil Dead movie. Bruce Campbell's retired though, so it's not going to be him. I'm not interested. But he is. But he is producing it again with Sam Raimi. I didn't and like. It's I didn't like the new one. I know you blah blah blah. But <laughs> I don't know why you think I'd want to know this. <laughs> They haven't said because you like Evil Dead. I love. And they haven't yeah, said if it's going to be a sequel Campbell. to that one, or if it's going to be a whole new th- take on it. They haven't said yet. I hope so. But it's Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, you know, producing as as like they did the last one. All right, fine, forget it. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Go on, Alec. Uh, we also have Final Exam. Ooh, will we be talking about this one in the future? No. <laughs> Great. <What else>? Spoilers. <laughs> we have talked about this next one in the past. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Ooh. Yes, we have. Tune in to hear the thoughts. Zibis <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> it's me. It's me, you, and Justin, right? On that one? Yeah. The original. Oh, the Justin Bell's Macaroni. The first ever series. Which, by the way, if you do tune in, be prepared because it's really bad. Yeah, we're <laughs> even thinking series. of redoing that one. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. That <laughs> whole franchise or part two specifically? I don't know. We have something specific in mind, potentially as an anniversary to the thing for us in the future, but I'm not going to say what. But we're throwing away on some different ideas, so, so I'm not going to commit tuned. to anything just now. <laughs> but but yeah, but that first one, whew, some of them are like thir- 20 minutes long, 30 minutes long. We've got no, we don't, it's really weird. <laughs> it's quite awkward. <laughs> not that we're not now. Maybe some we're people awkward, prefer just us longer. short and Still awkward, awkward. Just, for, just for more time. Now we're boring and awkward, but for three hours <laughs> yeah. on Parada 2. <laughs> All right, let's get a move on so it's not three hours. We also have The Fun House. Mm. We'll see. Yes, Toby Hooper. It's all right. First, I really like the first half of it. All right. Like most fun houses. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you broke Allie. Graduation day. It's another classic. Uh, well, classic. It's another slasher. Another one that we've covered, Halloween 2. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. There's a lot this year. We've also got Happy Birthday to Me. Oh, we've yeah. We've covered that. No, we haven't. I was like, yeah. Uh, we've watched it, though. We watched it. <laughs> I have <laughs> seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hell Knight. It's pretty good. Hell Knight's pretty good. Hell Knight's pretty good. The Howling. Pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Just Before Dawn. It's all right. <laughs> this is a pretty middle ground list i'm i'm gauging my bloody valentine <laughs> like, wow. well it's the 80s for slashes yeah. my bloody valentine we have yeah, really that, one. that one go back go and hear, watch it. hear shannon watch being it. very upset shannon <laughs> hates it up. which means it's great <laughs> night school it's another slasher film it's not that great we have also got omen three the final conflict mm. was it the final conflict no, it was not. All right. Lies. More conflict to follow. <laughs> More conflict. Possession. It is a good film. And if Joe Yannick hasn't tuned out, he loves this. I think this is his favorite film. You're still really? here, Joe. Don't lie. <laughs> You're still here, <laughs> though. I can hear you. <laughs> Second to last on the list is The Prowler. That is a good slasher film. It's actually from director of Friday the 13th, part four. We have watched it. It is very good. Will we talk about it one day? We'll see. All right. Last one on the list of 1981 is Student Bodies. It's a good name. Oh, great one. That's a a slasher airplane style comedy. And weirdly, it's like, you know, within a year or two of slashers really starting to come out, they already were parodying it almost to perfection. It's actually, I mean, it's if to the public, it's an unknown film, not to the genre crowd. And I recommend that one. Thank you. Allie, loads you're of welcome. slasher films is what you're trying to lots, tell us. Yes. Lots and lots and lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of slasher films. God bless some the 80s. Some misspelt. Some misspelt. Some, you know, mostly not. So why call it misspelt, out when they are? I don't know. Mispronounced. Yeah. You can blame me. It's fine. Thanks. I mispronounce most things. Excellent. So let's move on. On the IMDb, that audience score gives it a 3.7 out of 10. Widely known. It's one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> Directed Have by they James not Cameron. Seen Season of the Witch. <laughs> oh. You're gonna. What? People are angry right now. I'll give a shit. <laughs> Tweet me, me, bitch. Get at me. Two of our only listeners have just taken their headphones out and thrown their phone across the fucking room. Well, you should go get a new phone <laughs> and never watch Season of the Witch again. <laughs> I just hope Joe Yannick doesn't listen. Directed by James Cameron. That's right. The James Cameron. We'll get to that in a minute. Ovidio. Yeah, sort of directed by him. Also directed by Ovidio G. Asonitis. Let's say that's how you say that. And a dude called Miller Drake. Written by Ovidio G. Asonitis and James Cameron and Charles H. Egli. DP'd by Roberto Dietore Piazzoli. Look at you being in Spain and all of a sudden you're like, I know how to pronounce everything. (laughs) <laughs> Music by Stelvio Cipriani as Steve Powder. That's what he changed his name to. <laughs> Starring Tricia O'Neill. Like, guys, last week, do you might remember as we went through the cast, I got to say something sad after each member. Everyone's oh, right. dead. When they died. Everyone's dead. I don't, I don't want to make it into a joke, but I'm happy to report most of these people are alive. Nice. <laughs> Tricia O'Neill and Kimbro. She was in a whole bunch of stuff. Like she, she did loads of stuff, but loads of little things. She's like had an episode of Charles Angels, a couple episodes of the A Team. She was in Airwolf, Dallas, Murder. She wrote all that eighties nonsense. I'm Steve Marischuk as Tyler Sherman, who I thought I knew him from stuff, but he hasn't actually been in that much. So nothing really that I noticed of note. Lance fucking Herringworkson as Police Chief Steve Kumbra. Kimbro, don't know. <laughs> uh, Ali, maybe Hi. you don't know him. Do you know? Do you know this guy? 
Mm, I'm sure you're going to tell me that I've seen him in something that I don't remember seeing no. him in. Only if you've watched is... all of the Hellraisers. Oh, no, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> so this is the thing. This guy is kind of a horror legend, but mostly because he was in Aliens as a very, very important character. And then has appeared in many of the other Aliens films, including Alien vs. Predator. And like many of the, he's probably the most reoccurring character, I think, in the Alien series. But really, just because of Aliens. He was in other great films like Near Dark, and he was in the first, well, some of the Pumpkinhead movies. And yeah, Hellraiser Hellworld. <laughs> but he's been in 250 films. So this guy, he just fucking does it all. Like, he just he's constantly popping up in horror films all over the place, and science fiction films all over the place. So he's kind of become legendary, really, because of one role, and then just working his ass off. Maybe he's like um, Samuel L. Jackson, and he never turns down a role. Yeah, honestly, I think so. And this is him pretty early in his career, and he is gung ho. <laughs> he is giving it everything. He's all about it. We've also got Ricky Paul with two L's, golden, <laughs> as Chris Kimbrough. He went on to be in a lot of The Young and the Restless, a lot of All My Children, and he's got a tiny role in Jessica Jones. Hmm. And then Leslie Graves as Alison Dumont, who played, you know, like the girl on the boat that Ricky's got a crush on? Yeah. Like the daughter of the oh, British yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm mostly bringing her up because she was in Death Wish 2. So that's something that for our genre fans. But she is the only one who is not still alive. She actually died at the age of 35 in 1995 from actually AIDS illness. Mm. Yeah. When I looked it up, it said from an AIDS-related illness, but not actually AIDS, which confused me a little bit. But I'll be honest, I didn't read further. Anyway, <laughs> this is an Italian, USA, Japanese production, as you may have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it is budgeted at under $200,000, we think, roughly, something like that. Wow. Box office, nobody knows. It was filmed in Rome, the Grand Cayman, and Jamaica. So what the fuck is this movie, guys? No, you, I'm presuming you two haven't seen Piranha 2 before. Nope. No. Shocking. Definitely would have Absolutely remembered seeing shocking. this. <laughs> I have seen it. It's been a long, long old time. So I was pretty fresh to it. I couldn't remember anything other than Lance Henriksen, really. And the fact, obviously, it was a James Cameron movie. So a video geosonatist, he's Italian, made a deal with a small label at Warner Brothers that he would produce a new Piranha movie. And he was going to do it for half a million dollars. Their deal with him was, that's fine, but you have to have an American credited as the director. That was their rule. So they actually offered the job to Miller Drake, I believe had done some effects work. But pretty early on, James Cameron then replaced him before they even went into shooting because they were impressed with his visual effects work on Galaxy of Terror. And what a video really wanted. So this is all piecing stuff together. Because this film, one of the reasons why it's kind of so famous is not only is it publicly known as being terrible, but it's also got James Cameron as a director attached. And also it's a fascinating sort of piecemeal of like what really happened. So yeah, James Cameron had not directed before a feature anyway. And Ovidio wanted a first-timer that he could control and then take control from. He'd already stepped in and taken over directing duties on a number of his films before. And he absolutely was just looking for someone like, okay, who's someone who maybe has some ideas, but I just want them to do what I tell them because they're brand new to this. And then eventually maybe I'll just step in and, you know, direct it myself while still retaining what's needed in the contract of having an American credited as a director. So, yeah, like, James Cameron arrived in Jamaica to join his crew in pre-production a week before shooting was supposed to start and was dismayed to find out that they hadn't secured a single shooting location or even finished 
a complete set. Jesus. Wow. So he grabbed the production cash wallet, grabbed a Polaroid camera, offered the first person that he saw with a car some money to drive him around the island and did all the location scouting. <laughs> Just went what? and did it. He paid for them in cash, secured every deal through handwritten contracts. And he really just like, you know, James Cameron, love him or hate him. He's a very, very passionate man, very, very determined man. And he was clearly showing that even at this young age with this movie, he just was his first feature. He was taking it very seriously. He wanted to do the best job he possibly could. Most of the stories to do with him are probably going to get into as we go through, but a lot at the end, because he did end up getting fired two and a half weeks into the film. And then a video just stepped in and took over the reins. But there's a sort of weird transition that happened that we'll we'll get to. But the actor, so like on the special new like Scream Factory Blu-ray that's out, which has a beautiful, we all watched that one, I think. It's like a new 2K presentation of the film. It looks really nice. Mm. Ricky Paul Golden, the kid in this, like grown up now, obviously. He's the only interview that they could manage <laughs> to get for it. And he's really candid about it all. And he says like Mr. Cameron was very methodical. And he did really want to impress like no one set out to make a bad movie. Like, they weren't intending for this to be, you know, this tremendously, legendarily bad movie. Like, they were trying... James Cameron wanted to make a great movie. How recent or how soon was the interview after the film? It was pretty recent. Okay. I think it was like 2016 or something like that. Oh, so recent to now. Okay. Yeah, because he's still acting. I see. So I think for him, he probably saw it as his good opportunity for me to maybe snag <laughs> to some more roles. I don't know. Explain what this movie is. Yeah, it is... A weird movie and i've been excited for a while to be able to talk about it so i actually watched this a little while ago because i was too excited to wait <laughs> <laughs> and then i had to like re-watch it again last night because i needed because you love it so much well we'll find out <laughs> so we open on a dinghy in the ocean at night with a couple doing really bad vo <laughs> <laughs> as we presume the guy's having trouble getting it up and they can't have sex, so they decide to go scuba diving instead. Classic emotional journey that you go on there. <laughs> yeah, so with one minute in the movie, we immediately get two things, for me at least. Number one, these are terrible actors. Yeah. <laughs> and that are terrible, like, are very clearly overdubbed. And number two, James Cameron fucking loves underwater. That's my first <laughs> note Obviously. is like, shipwrecks underwater, James Cameron. <laughs> he loves it. And it's okay. It's almost it's reassuring okay, to too. see, like, yeah, he even yeah that even from these early days that he was like whether he was aware of it that he was really maybe it was this film maybe, maybe this, this film is what <laughs> his love for the ocean maybe this is him speaking through the male character and being like i can't get it up unless i'm underwater underwater shipwrecks <laughs> <laughs> unless i'm alone in the mariana yeah. trench in the submarine <laughs> then i can't get it to go down <laughs> It's very bright underwater considering it's pitch black above water. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah. There's a Quite lot of sure. like angler fish around, I think, that are just lighting it up. The moon reflection. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, they come, like you're saying, they come towards this underwater boat that says access restricted and the music is telling us access restricted. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, ooh, swimmy, swimmy. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> She looks cute in her bikini. He looks cute in his little speedos. It's a good, Did you uh, notice, good couple. Did speedo, you notice that his speedo changes color? Does it, it really? It starts yep. off black, and then once they start actually having sex, it's like bright red. <laughs> well, that's how you know he managed to get it up. <laughs> Speedos turn red. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mood color-changing speedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That would be so great. <laughs> what do we get? To, um, someone must have done speedos that change depending on like you know heat. So when like you're once swimming, it gets wet, keep, like, <laughs> or if it's in the sun yeah. or something. But why? Because <laughs> why? So why we anything, know when Katie? the men wearing them are turned on. Yeah, that's true, actually, because then when the blood will flow, we wouldn't be able to tell if they were hard. It's pretty obvious (laughs) what's happening. (laughs) That would be so funny. (laughs) In case you didn't know, (laughs) (laughs) it's red now. (laughs) We have, we, okay, we've got to get that. Before this one goes out, we've got to uh, trademark that as well. She's suddenly just naked. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. thinking. This is what I know. What will get him hard? <laughs> Near asphyxiation underwater. <laughs> what if we almost drown? Oh yeah! Tell me more. <laughs> she takes off her mask and then cuts his fucking speedos with a knife. Which, like, why? <laughs> Just pull it down. Because <laughs> you thought they were bewitched. They changed color. She's like, That's <laughs> fair. Actually, <laughs> that's fair. Once they turn red, you have to cut them off. It's how that's it goes. the only way. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote down here, this is one crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they're getting, they're getting kissy kissy. She grabs his very hairy nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I love that close up. So, all right, let's just do it right now. So this is how it would go on this set, okay? In the brief two and a half weeks that James Cameron was actually on set. And maybe they only shot for two. I don't know how long they actually shot for. But James Cameron's there. He does his shots. And then he goes to set up the next shot. And then with him basically not knowing, a video steps in and tells the actors, no, 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 wait for a second. And then he gets his shots. <laughs> and his shots would almost always include going off, like in the scene, not because we're underwater. So, but normally like going off around a corner to some other place to then get the girl to take her top off and then do some nude shooting. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's how this whole shoot really happened. Wow. So I'm presuming this hairy nipple squish was probably <laughs> an, a video... <laughs> it's one of his specials i just love the idea that it's like instead of having sex one time without making out we're gonna risk dying like just drowning in this lake just so that we can make out while having sex it's like just don't kiss for like one time I can't imagine anything that I would rather do less <laughs> that would send me into a panic more than trying to have sex in a fucking shipwreck while you don't have anything on, like no scuba gear yeah. on to breathe from. You're passing it like, back and let's forth. Let's use this knife for everything. I'd be like, this is a bad situation. <laughs> like, I'm not but, up to you know, date on my tetanus shot. There's a lot of rust around here. <laughs> As if they're not doing enough hazards to kill themselves, the piranhas turn up. <laughs> they're like, well, this is we inevitable. Some... <laughs> we'll yeah. speed the process I mean, they're, along. They were going to die of something else anyway, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Piranhas turn up. They get all nashy. We get opening titles. Got some fucking crazy strings, which I do like. And I have to say, look, we're, we're mocking it, and it's easy to do so because it is what it is. But I, I'm having a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I in. am too. I'm like... <laughs> One of my notes is, I like this opening. And then I have to note, Lance fucking Hemrickson is in this movie? I know, I completely forgotten. Oh, sorry, I said I remembered, but I think I remembered as I saw him. And then I remembered his bits throughout the film. Could you potentially have been distracted by that opening scene? uh, Absolutely. And then reminded. It took me by surprise. And it really feels like an Italian production. Like this movie just is oozing 
with 80s, late 70s Italian horror sort of production vibe. Yeah. Albeit, there's a little bit of elegance. You can feel that James Cameron knows how to shoot, you know. There's a little bit of elegance here and there, but not all the way through. So some kids are at the Beach Community Resort, Club Elysium. This massive resort where all the tourists are, it's like all the stuff going on, big hotel, big outdoor stuff, they're doing activities. And we're introduced to Ron, who at first I'm a little confused with, because he clearly looks young. Looks like a young boy. He was, fuck, how old was he? I think he was like 17 or something when he did this film. Let me double check that. Yeah, he looks 17. Yeah. He's something like that. He was like, yeah, like 17, I think. Yeah. And he's in some very tight jean shorts. Very Tiny short. little shorts. Woo! <laughs> I don't think I have shorts that and, short. No. And then I'm confused because we introduce his mother by panning up her legs as she's sleeping. Obviously and he naked. he wakes us up. In a bed. Obviously naked. And I was like, and your immediate thing as well, because of she looks like an adult, must be his mother. But then from the interaction, I'm like, hang on. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> he wakes her up with a fishy. Ugh, I would kill someone <laughs> if they did this to me. Drops it. And they get all tangled up while giggling in the bed while she's naked in a really weird scene. And I wrote down a legitimate note. Oh, maybe it's not her son. I know. <laughs> and, then my, and then my next note. Yep, yep. It's her son. Weird. Very yeah, weird. Allie and I literally were watching this together. And at the beginning, I was like, is that her son? And she's like, I don't know. And then he jumped in the bed with her. And she's like, no. And then they kept going. I was like, I think they're... I think it is. And she's like, no. (laughs) We had a full like 30 seconds. I'm like, yeah, no, no. Oh. And then there's that really weird bit when they're like, when they're having the breakfast and they're standing looking at each other and the camera's like zooming in on them as if they're about to kiss. It's so (laughs) weird. So weird. So T, two facts about this. One was the kid was really worried about the fish because they'll just have a bunch of these fish in the bath in the hotel room. (laughs) <laughs> and he didn't want to have it out of the bath so he was trying to get this shots to go as quick as was humanly possible and then he'd run it back to the bath and then when it was all over he took all the fish back out to the ocean to make sure they were okay oh. he was worried about them that's nice and the other thing is like he yeah he grew up he spent a lot of time in hotels growing up with a single mother upbringing so he felt like very much like this was an accurate portrayal of what it's like which maybe it is. Like, maybe in real life this isn't weird, but when it's shot and you're zooming in on things and music's playing and you're panning up your mother's leg <laughs> before we see her, it's I, weird. Even as a girl, I never would jump in my mom's bed if she... Like, my mom wore pajamas. <laughs> like, your yeah. mom is not wearing pajamas and she's all, like, sexy laying in that bed. I don't know. Tricia O'Neill doesn't need pajamas. She has a very, like, Adrian Barbeau thing happening. And I was yeah. like... Your mom is a sex kitten and you don't need to be jumping in her bed in your little shorts with your fish. Like, <laughs> calm down. I will say, other, yeah, other than this scene, they're, they're both well cast. Like, they have, like, a good, mm-hmm. like, vibe. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a guy staying in a hotel room down the hall who's sending his mother letters. He's from Manhattan. We're finding out here that she and his her and, and the kid's dad have split up and now they live in this hotel that she's working there. So it's like free accommodation. They get all the breakfast that they want. And Ron, bless him, he wants to go say, off sailing with some guy on a job. And she's not very happy about it. Nope. But she lets him because fuck him. <laughs> off you go. <laughs> when we're going to see the guy later, I would be worried. I would, definitely. <laughs> it's a tiny little boat too. It's not very big. Yeah. And as that scene's ending as well, she's like, Chris, 
you're a weird boy. And I wrote down, I agree. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very weird boy. <laughs> so yeah, there are two. We're going to get introduced. There's quite a lot of characters in this. Sorry, I kind of glazed by that guy's from New York. So he's actually going to be a central character later yeah. on. But there's a whole bunch of people in this film because of the resort and they're trying to like balance all these different characters to make it as fun as possible. There are these two women in the breakfast room. One of them's after this doctor that she's seen there. She gets all excited. I made the note here. I hope these two die quickly. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't happen quick enough. No. <laughs> and then my immediate note after that was, oh no, I want these fucking newlyweds to die first as we're introduced. <laughs> it's like the first boyfriend of Instagram. Oh it's my insane. god, so funny. <laughs> and, and then they're just speaking all like cute to each other. Like, if we really should eat honey, it's included in the price of the room. <laughs> and that's their reoccurring joke. I don't they understand want it. I don't get free it. It's so with their... weird. <laughs> so weird. Then we're introduced to the lifeguard who has even smaller shorts. And is showing off his beautiful midriff. Well, at least he's a lifeguard. Uh, I mean, that's appropriate. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's getting molested by some older lady who's sort of gnashing her teeth at him, basically. His I shorts stay the same color, so I think he wasn't into it. I don't... <laughs> I told Allie that when if that if ever yeah. Al dies before me, like this old lady is my goal. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I won't be like, I need some lotion rubbed on me. It's not gonna cover my ass itself. Come on, get over here. She reminded me of the ones in in Stranger Things season three. Yeah, she <laughs> did. It's funny. Right. Very predatory. Yeah. Which again, it's funny how it's funny this way round. But if it was a guy, <laughs> it would be disgusting yeah <laughs> yeah because it happens less i think this way around no so we're more okay with it comedy it's comedy is subversion so it's fine although if you are a young beautiful lifeguard and you're struggling with older women molesting you please send us email please. at, at weirdgeeks.com or at yeah, fuck you at weirdgeeks.com if this movie has triggers for you then please get in touch <laughs> <laughs> or if you want in and our patent for mood color changing no no we're gonna ours. snap that up in the 24 hours before this gets edited now we're introducing even more characters there's a fucking jamaican father and his son fishing with dynamite <laughs> which apparently was actually happening oh, when yeah. they were when they were yeah doing this shoot yeah They'd see people doing this it's a big thing his son can't speak i think yeah not sure okay Lance turns up. He is fucking unbelievable. So this is the first time we're seeing him. He's got a fucking headscarf on. <laughs> he's shouting at these guys, telling him he's going to throw them in jail and let them rot. He is intensity to the max. Yep. And they throw him a stick of live dynamite. <laughs> and then he throws it. And then apparently they're good friends and just fucks off. It's really weird <laughs> because he's like, I think he's meant to be friendly with a lot of people. But he just comes across so amped, like he's just taken all the cocaine in the world. Yes. And then he's driving his speedboat around. That's how I want my to metaphorically. Be. It's more like he stole the speedboat and the costume. I don't think he like just took cocaine, mugged a sheriff, and then he's like, I'm the sheriff well, today. His, I'm going to do all sheriff, the sheriff things. His sheriff uniform is always untucked also. Like, it never actually looks yeah. like he's on duty. It looks like he just got off and he's like, oh, I'm going to untuck my shirt so you know I'm not working. 
this guy, if we said last week that Piranha was definitely trying to ape Jaws in so many ways, this guy's the opposite of what's his name in Jaws. Uh, is it Brody? Is that his name? Like the, the chief oh, yeah. of police? Yeah. Who's all like peaceable and very Spielbergian. Mm-hmm. This is like, <laughs> fuck no, let's get it done. It's the difference <laughs> between Cameron and Spielberg right here, people. <laughs> it really is. It also always it feels like every character is flirting with the other characters in this movie. Like even down to this after he breaks the like machoisms, then they're like buddy buddy. And the way that it's directed, like there's just this like romance chemistry mm-hmm. in everyone's <laughs> eyes towards each other. Like it doesn't matter male, female, whatever interactions. It's just like across the board. I was like, is is there gonna be an orgy in this movie? Is that how the piranhas get everyone? <laughs> So it's just the direction well, for every scene. It's like just, just right. flirt with them. Well, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of this movie. No one knows which bits are from a video's auto-sexual Italian mind <laughs> because I feel like he's just adding this little sprinkle into almost every scene of like, oh, that got sensual. <laughs> Maybe they hook up. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe they have a past. They used to be lovers. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. Maybe. <laughs> So the kid, Ron, he goes to his new job where he's going to get on his boat. And there is funny looking dude who I think is meant to be British. I don't know. He's got an ascot. <laughs> a little hard to tell. Doesn't that mean you're British? Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he is just like, just a sort of, not massively, but like slightly overweight, incredibly pretentious, sort of well-spoken is the wrong way to phrase it. <laughs> just like someone doing a cartoon character mm-hmm. of a British person with this stupidly hot daughter just hanging out on deck and like there is no way i don't care who he slept with there's no way that she came from this man's loins no absolutely no way <laughs> and she's like there with her headband and headphones on and her starts i fucking so cool she starts i fucking the kid when he gets as soon as he gets on she's like oh yeah well those shorts are, All the women very, are very predatory <laughs> even the young women are predatory and I've got written down here, he's called Chris, but earlier I had him written down as Ron. What was his name? Let me check Ron out. is the other guy. To Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's Chris. Yeah, so this is this is sadly the... the she was like 23 when she did this, I think, so it was also kind of inappropriate yeah. because she has to do some things later with a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but uh, yeah, sadly, this is the lady who would pass not that long later. So here I have the note of, fuck me, this film is so weird. I love it. (laughs) Very strange. I'm still having a good time. So yeah, that lady, the annoying lady who really wants the doctor, lures him into the water by pretending to get attacked. This is our first... We we moaned last time there were no fake outs. We we did. You get nice sound effects of the doctor's glasses before he goes to save her. Every time he... It's like, (laughs) I don't remember which Halloween it was. I think it was Season of the Witch. That (laughs) they have sound effects when it's like, why is there a sound effect all of a sudden like we're in a cartoon? And that is the same thing that happens here. He's like cleaning his glasses and like, and he puts it back on. That was Halloween 5. That was Halloween 5 when you got the penguin police. Oh, yeah. But they have something similar here. And it's like, all of a sudden we have sound effects for no reason. It's so strange. Like all of this setup is like, are we in a John Hughes film? No, we're in a horror film. (laughs) But it, it feels almost like Dirty Dancing meets John Hughes meets, I don't know, some... Oh, yeah, it's going to take a while yeah. for anything for the piranhas to show up. That's it. So it's lucky this is all so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's put off when he does rescue her and then she finds out he's not a doctor, but she's 
turned on again when he reveals he's a dentist and then there's the weirdest slow hug as she kind of opens his mouth and you think that they're gonna kiss but then they don't she's, <laughs> she's like just sort of prove it with over your his teeth. shoulder <laughs> so strange this is a really weird fucking movie <laughs> Then we're introduced to the manager of the resort. He's holding a, a board meeting, and I really, I really love how we introduced him. His dialogue is: "So, there's volleyball at two. Mr. Muscle at four thirty. I'm judging. New reggae band at eight, which means they might arrive at nine. <laughs> Tomorrow night, the annual fish fry beach festival. Sounds like a fun hotel. Should we go? Oh yeah, I'm sure it's still there. It's a genuine resort." Yeah, it's really weird because they paint him in like a couple of lines like they're going to do. I was like starting to wince because they're clearly trying to insinuate that he's a homosexual. But then in a way that I'm worried where they're going to go with this later on. But then, yeah, they just drop it luckily and just let him be this weird eccentric manager who only shows up twice, I think, in the whole film, doesn't he? Something yeah, like that. here and then when absent. he talks to What's-Her-Face later. I really thought he was going to have a bigger part. Yes, he's asking Anne to give a speech about the spawning. So she's going to explain basically the setup for how this movie can possibly have the ending it's going to have. Mm-hmm. So she says there's a tiny fish called a grunion? Grunion. 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 grunion run. Sw- is this real? Yeah. So is this a real thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they swim up out of the water onto the beach to do its mating ritual. And then human beings grab them and then fry them. And it's always the first full moon after the spring equinox. Yep. Yep. So this is all true? Yeah. yeah. Do people really do this and grab them and just like fry them? Probably. I've never seen people grab dicks. them. We used to, when we would go to Coronado Island in the summers, we would, the only reason people would go watch it is because it turns like the tips of the waves electric blue, these fish, Ooh. and it looks really cool. It does sound cool. We like to get so things when they're vulnerable and then we're like, well, now what do we do with it? How about eat it? <laughs> Kill it, yeah, well, fry it, food, eat it. The, the food delivers itself. Like, it's it's nature's only delivery service of food. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just stand at the edge. We'll, we'll come. Yeah, I normally don't talk about my actual notes, but I just have quite a lot of weird notes, so I apologize. Uh, I had written down here, I've had to write down a lot more for this movie than I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, like, so much. And, and then in brackets, I have mostly because I have no idea what's needed for the broad scope of this movie. Because there's a true. lot of stuff going on. So many weird little scenes. And it's like, yeah, I don't know what's necessary. And as if we didn't have enough characters, let's bring in two more. We've got a couple of hot ladies who are both (laughs) topless. Who we're going to get from the dialogue of she's writing in a diary that they've stolen their daddy's boat. These two are not related, by the way. No. No fucking way. Lots of strange relationships going on of like familial stuff in this movie. And they've been sailing around for weeks. They ran out of money, so they raid ports, stealing stuff, and then escape again like pirates. Topless pirates. Topless pirates. Yeah. This is the pirates of the Caribbean we never got. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I'm wondering how the tan lines on the boobs are this stark if they've been out there for two weeks and they obviously don't care about wearing shirts. Only one of them has tan lines. The blonde one has tan lines. The other one I thought I did too. Does she? I mean, I she's definitely darker she skin tone. Let's go check. Let's I mean, I think we should go it. watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good scene to look at again. <laughs> this movie. Oh, boy. Anyway, so that's confusing. Definitely in, in a video scene. And I can't... Well, I can tell you... I'll just say now. 
No, I'll tell you later. <laughs> but this, this, okay, oh, fuck it. This is there quite is a, ride. a James Cameron cut out there. <laughs> there is a James Cameron cut out there, and we'll get into what that is later. This scene is not in that cut. What? <laughs> so, okay. Which makes I'm the fact that they interested. are in. Well, it makes then the fact that they are in that you know one of them goes into the kitchen and you get the whole bit and then the whole bit we're gonna get with them later make no sense right. because you don't have this introduction so you don't understand who the fuck are these two. <laughs> <laughs> Although still, who the fuck are these two? Yeah, it's so it's not super clear either way. This is where we're gonna learn that Lance Henriksen is actually Chris's dad in another scene of just bizarre testosterone and cocaine madness. Yep, where. <laughs> He basically kidnaps him from his new job on the boat of this weird eccentric dude with the daughter and then sails off with him. Look, he's a fucking maniac. If you were this guy who's just hired you, you Chris and then the police comes up and says, you've got to get on a boat and then he just drives <laughs> off into the sunset. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? So confusing. It's like he just kidnapped this child. <laughs> But he's got, I don't know why he's he got a not tucked in sheriff's shirt on, so I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> he just seems like it's impossible for himself to introduce himself into any situation <laughs> with the truth. It's like with the other one, you, you, what you do is you turn off and go, oh, hey, buddy, hey, can you stop doing the dynamite? Instead, he acts like he doesn't know him and he's going to destroy his <laughs> life. And with this one, it's like, why wouldn't you just say, oh, hey, this is my son. We need to have a quick chat. <laughs> no, he just kidnaps him. <laughs> Under aggressive pretense. All about the theatrics. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, and Chris, Chris said he learned a lot for Lance Henriksen this. Yeah. No, but he had to, was like, Lance Henriksen was intense. He was like, he wanted to do everything himself. He, he was dying to jump out of helicopters. And things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that scene later. So, don't, don't get me we started there will. yet. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Lance goes and finds uh, what we're now going to find is his ex-wife. Or are they still together technically? But they're just like split up. Yeah, uh, they're separated. Anyway. Separated, which of course is is the uh, fuck. I've forgotten her name already. What's her name? The hot lady who knows all about who's into her son apparently and knows all about the spawning. I keep just putting her down as Trisha O'Neill, so I just keep calling her Trisha, but it's not her real name. Yeah, we can just call her Trisha. That's fine. Old Trish. <laughs> She accuses him of putting on some weight. He is a skeleton. He's so tiny. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Meanwhile, the sexy bandits are stealing from the resort's kitchen. The chef turns up to Buster, but she tells him that they can keep him entertained. And she says, Loretta is hip. Have you ever made it with two girls? And then they flirt with some very offensive portrayals of what the chef is. Yep. I can't tell. Anyway. They're trying to turn him into like a Quasimodo sort of vibe here. I know. I felt. I'm like, is he is he meant to have problems or is he just meant to be just gullible and it's terrible acting? I, I can't tell. Yeah. But it's borderline a problem. Yeah. Anyway, the mom, her real job, it seems, is she takes people out diving. So she's going out, of course, to the dive ship, but they're not allowed to go inside. So this is a dive ship from the opening scene where we saw mm -hmm. our two sexy sexies get nashy nashied. And the guy, the New York guy, who we were introduced to earlier, who's definitely into, he, he turns up, gives a great line. Do you dive on the first date? <laughs> it's pretty good. Solid. Pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, they go diving. She comes across a dead body she uh, uses, of one of her She divers. uses a line, though, to call back to the first movie. Did you notice that? 
No. She says, after she gives her intro, she says, let's get wet, which is what the girl says to the guy at the start of Piranha before they right. jump in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Excellent. Tip of the hat. Thank you. So, yeah, I got conf- I got confused in this underwater thing because everyone's wearing stuff. <laughs> So it gets a little confusing because I'm oh. waiting for them to, oh, okay, they're at the boat. They're going to run into the dead bodies, obviously, of the opening two. No one ever finds them, right? No. No. So it's weird to have it at the same, surely you have it at the same location so you find the bodies that died in the opening scene to trigger the rest of the story. But instead, it's one of her divers who gets killed, yeah? Yeah, yeah. but he like disappears they, to explore her, on his own. When her ex talks to her initially, he says that they found that boat like out by their dive site yeah so that's the association is like that's where she takes them to go diving like that's yeah, her dive yeah. spot no 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 i get it but they don't find the bodies from the opening dude i just feel no, like but if they're they gonna had go the with boat, that, so you knew that something untoward happened there like that she that two of her divers aren't there oh are those two were the two in the opening men to be yeah. her divers because but they're out at night time yeah they took so the flew. boat and they went out okay, diving right. Well, but yeah, but you're right. okay. But you're saying it like they couldn't have gone anywhere else. Why would they have gone? That was to the just exact their normal spot. spot that she took them diving. Like as a dive so instructor decided, for a resort, you're just probably going to take them like one or two or three different places. No, I, I understand what she's doing, but the opening ones at the beginning, if they're just going off to get like kissy kissy somewhere, I just don't see why they would go to the one place that they always dive. Maybe if, you, if they you're just into knew how underwater to get there. aquatic dangerous sex, then you can go anywhere else in the entire ocean. I don't know. It just seemed like a waste of opportunity to be like, why are we going into this wreck if you're not going to show the dead bodies from the opening scene? Right. I don't know. It just seems strange. Yeah, I was confused as well because it made it seem like the piranha were really concentrated in this area when they have an entire ocean to be in. And it's like, why are we under the impression that they're all here and like this is why it's a dangerous area to be in? At one point in the movie, they say, I think it's later on, that the piranhas don't do well in light. So I think we're meant to think that they hide away in the shipwreck during the day to not be in the sun. And then at night, they're able to go out Mm. and hunt, I guess. Mm. I don't know much about piranhas, (laughs) but yes, I had a big problem. I don't know that these ones act as real piranha (laughs) do. (laughs) I think you'll find this is a pretty serious movie. Yeah, we'll get there. But I had severe problems with, yes, that they all seem to just have a house <laughs> that they go back to. Do you think James Cameron was a nightmare on this set for this reason alone? That he was like, really, Piranha wouldn't <laughs> act this way. They would be doing it. And they're like, we That's why they actually no, fired him. <laughs> they didn't fire him for any other reason. <laughs> he was fine with all the boob shots. He's like, I think we're filming like, a documentary. And they're like, yeah, sure we are. <laughs> So I love this. Lance Henriksen, he gets the news about what's happened to his ex-wife or whatever with one of her dead, di- one of her dead divers. He's just like watering his plants. That's his, That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the middle of the day and you're the fucking sheriff and you're just hanging out, watering the plants, shirt open. Yep. So he goes find her. She's been comforted by the sexy New York man. And then once again, Lance proves that he can't just turn up into a scene and react in the way that you would with his relationship with the characters and he just starts grilling her like a fucking maniac. As she's already crying and she's already really upset and she knows what's happened and then he just starts yelling at her and telling her what could have, like, 
everything that's happened and how bad it is. And she's I just want to be like, uh, yeah, I know. I'm obviously aware. And, and he doesn't even like you've not like he's not saying that they're married or that they used to be together. So the other guy is obviously just looking at like, who the fuck's this asshole sheriff <laughs> who just walks in? Appropriate. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, the two hot bandits are being dicks to the chef, who in this scene in particular definitely seems like he doesn't have all of his metal factions and it's very just weird. They're just like teasing him. Mm-hmm. And then they take all the food and just run laughing at him. Well, boat away. They don't run. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That night, Chris gets woken up by the daughter. He gets all flirty flirty. What's going on? The mom asks Taylor, Tyler, to, yeah, sorry. The mom's asking Tyler, the New York guy, to give her a break. So she's walking back from having a tough day. She's done some diving. People she's taken out there have been killed by who knows what. They don't really know what at this point. And Tyler, New York guy who's really into her, is just like aggressively won't let her be by herself. Right. Yeah. He's just constantly just like, no, no, no. You want to get a drink with me? You want to get a drink? She's like, no, look. And then she's re- and she's really like nice about it. She's not even like angry. She's like, okay, look, I'll get a drink with you, just not tonight. I need some time. I've been through a lot. I've had a sheriff shout at me <laughs> for no reason. I'm exhausted, and he's not happy with that at all. Which is made worse because at the tail end of this very long scene, she smiles and then it's like, all right, come along. <laughs> it's like as long as you're persistent, the women will give in. We actually secretly yep. want your advances. You just have to Mm-mm. keep asking. Which they're going to explain it from his point of view later. But of the fact that the messaging of her being happy at yeah. the end where she's like, oh, you, do, you don't actually, if we don't get a drink, you're, you're happy to be with me. Oh, great. Then you can come along. Is bad. But she kind of gets her own back because she knows she's going to be checking on this corpse and uh, is enjoying that he's uncomfortable. There's <laughs> such a loud, high-pitched like insect sound in this scene as they're walking down the street. It is so <laughs> loud and it's, it's like, it's, it's as though mutant insects are about to attack them loud. And it's just, you can barely hear their dialogue in this scene. I had no idea what it was. And then when it skips to the next scene, it was almost refreshing to have that sound go away. I didn't know. It was so loud. <laughs> maybe it's just that you guys are watching it on 5.1. So maybe it's in that mix. Maybe. Yeah, they break into the morgue because she wants to check out this corpse to see what happened to it. There's not even... A, they use a credit card. There's not even a nice click. No. When they do it. It's because the door was already open and, then and the door unlocked. just pushes open. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, she's taking some photos and they try to have the body... Yeah, yeah. They're trying to have the body. It's actually kind of like... They're trying to do something nice here where you have like close-ups each time she takes a photo so you can see... The, the corpse like illuminated mm-hmm. but the lighting's just so bright anyway <laughs> that it sort of flashes and then it should go to black but instead it's just clearly visible mm-hmm. still <laughs> and it's a shame because it could have been cool the yeah. body all also f- looks pretty bad yes doesn't look great all of her photos are going to be overexposed <laughs> she shouldn't have used her flash inside so yeah there's a nurse at the morgue uh, so they leave and then a prana fucking bursts out <laughs> of the temple. Oh my god. <laughs> Just like guys. What's it like? Alien. Katie Watson. It's like the thing. It is like a chest buster. It's like a chest buster. Uh. From what James Cameron would immediately yeah, go on to do an alien. Yeah, yeah. From the film Alien. Oh, aliens. Which is definitely like it's like, did he get the idea from this? 
to like do it like in that way. I mean, obviously Alien was done before, but like the way he handles it in Aliens, it seems like a little warm up. Maybe. But it hasn't just burst out. It hasn't just been, it hasn't just eaten him, gone inside his body, been taken out, stuck in a room on land all day, a fish. (laughs) But then it flies across the room (laughs) to attack and kill the nurse. And that's not enough even either. It then, after it's done that and she's dead on the floor, literally flies out of the window. Yep. Yep. Maybe these are the insects we're hearing, Katie. Maybe that's the sound they make as they fly through the night. Mm. This isn't the sound. That wasn't the sound of them flying, though, that we'll hear later. (laughs) That's more like a whoosh, 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 whoosh. And this one was like, <laughs> like so loud. I think it was a real insect. They just couldn't get rid of properly. So loud. It almost was like an insect slash car backing up, like that beep beep, but like that <laughs> level of just stop making the noise. I'm gonna have to go back to it. I didn't notice that. It was really time. loud. Both Allie and I, as soon as that scene ended, we're both like, oh, that like, noise. Supposed to be cicadas. <laughs> They're very loud. They did. They sounded like roided out cicadas. They don't sound like Honestly, them. they're probably real. It's probably the real thing they couldn't get rid of it's in the probable. sound mix. Yeah. Yeah, so like when this movie, when it's called Fl- Flying Killers, I presumed it would be like actual flying fish and they're going to take some liberties, sure, where it could like jump out of water and then flutter for a bit. No. This thing is stowed away in a body a all day. They flies. They literally <laughs> attached wigs to fish. <laughs> flies out the window. Yep. It's also, I don't it, understand, like, her hands are able to wrap around the entire body, but yet she can't, like, just pull it off her throat. Like, are we supposed to believe grip. that it's strong enough to... Yeah. It's like an alligator. Poof. Yeah. Once it's in, it's like a can't get out. like fish. Hmm. Yep. So my note here was, just when I was getting bored, here we fucking go. I know, go. I was like, <laughs> it's about time. Let's get this party going. <laughs> So meanwhile, what's her name? Trish? Trisha? Yeah. Trisha? Trish. <laughs> She's looking at her photos on a projector. How did she How get she these got... photos so quickly? She develops at home, know. guys. She's got a dark room. Yeah, She's bullshit. a professional photographer. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, maybe, and maybe we're just being too modern, but like, I feel no, it, the time No, it really is like minutes later she's looking at them. <laughs> yeah. And the fact it's all in slide format yeah. already, it's like... Anyway, she's hanging out with the New York stupid boy. Yeah, and then she says, well, the army was developing a killer fish to try to screw up the rivers in Vietnam, and they escaped from a tank and killed a lot of civilians. Little callback to the first film. This is indeed canon, which I wasn't sure of up until this point. But then she says, but this can't be them, as they can't live in the ocean. Piranhas are freshwater fish, but we've seen the original. We know these aren't normal piranhas. But I was surprised that this is a genuine straight sequel. I know the first one did end with insinuating the ocean was next, but I, so far I was just like, okay, they're just sort of going with the piranhas. This is a different thing. Also, because they did not have wings in the first one. <laughs> that is a good giveaway. They had some sexy, sexy time with actual flying fish. Oh, you know, maybe. 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 And then he's about to leave. He's like, thanks for a weird date. <laughs> and then she's like, would you stay? We wouldn't have to make love or anything. So then they get kissy kissy. He's like, well, that's good because I don't make love. <laughs> <laughs> I have sex. <laughs> Bandit girls are hanging out at night at sea. 
And then fucking just flying piranhas. This <laughs> is so just funny. <laughs> just, just out of nowhere, they just start hearing this sort of like doom against their boat, and then and before you know it, just yeah, birds, <laughs> birdfish everywhere. I'm gonna start calling them vampire Inside. piranha because they go right for the jugular every yeah, time. Yeah, they do. Yep. They love the jugular. I think it's the only place you could like you could hold it comfortably. Right. <laughs> you know? It's just like a magnet. It's like. And then, yeah, so Lance and his Jamaican friend find the two dead girls. I'm not really sure how. I kind of missed that. Was there some context? Well, he's flying around in a helicopter all of a sudden. I don't know who the <laughs> hell gave him a helicopter license. <laughs> no one gives him any. He stole he everything. Just I'm telling took you. took a helicopter <laughs> and figured it out. And so you're presumably thinking that somebody radioed in an abandoned boat out here. <laughs> I don't know. Can't really and then he, then they, presume anything so with they him. Find, <laughs> they find the dead girls, and then they find the dead nurse at the coroners. Coroners, and then he goes to talk to his wife because she's been at these places, and he finds her with New York boy in bed. God damn! <laughs> this is such a great scene. He like comes in, and the boyfriend just like shh. She's sleeping. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's awkward. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so then she goes to talk to the manager of the resort. <laughs> and this is another one of those lines where I'm like, where are they going with his character? Yeah. When when she says she's gonna cancel the dive tours and he says, You're sticking a red hot poker up my ass by canceling the <laughs> dive tours. <laughs> like what the fuck and then he's still you know looking forward to his mr muscle judgment later but then he just fucking fires her out of nowhere yep. <laughs> absolutely nowhere yeah whereas before he was like everyone loves you you're the best blah blah, blah. you're fucking yeah. fired get out and he's like we can't do this we need the dive tours it's booked up i need you yeah. i need you you're fired <laughs> <laughs> and i need your suite you need to be out by the end of the day <laughs> and now we get a twist I didn't see it coming. I don't know about you guys. Tyler rings someone up about the fish. And now I thought, now my note is, ah, makes sense why he's such a penis. (laughs) 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 It does. (laughs) Because then that scene, it makes sense. He had to like go along with her. He wasn't being a creepy, predatory guy. He didn't have to sleep with her. I mean, he was still being a creepy, predatory guy. Let's not lie. However, there was an angle. He was doing it in the sake of evil science. <laughs> For the sake. Uh, did you guys see this coming out? I honestly didn't. I didn't think there was going to be a twist in this movie. I did I, not. No. <laughs> but I was also like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's kind of fun. A bit intrigue. And then she decides to go for a dive by herself to see what's going on down there under those waves. And she finds piranhas just eating someone's face <laughs> in the wreck. Along with Tyler, who's there, getting a sample. Old New York boy. I don't know whose face they're eating. Uh, presumably the really diver the that she lost. But they... I've, yeah, okay, maybe. I, don't know. I really get confused with the victims. In this this also makes me laugh because their diving gear is very 1980s. And she has a camera underwater that does not look like it should be underwater. And I just wrote down, I was like, your diving gear is barely waterproof. I guarantee that camera is not waterproof. <laughs> he is in the smallest speedos I've ever I seen know. in my entire life. How do they get them so small? It's like, 
It's like a rubber band. It's so little. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. I was really hoping we were going to yeah, get t- some penis in this movie. We didn't. No. It's a film. It'll- you won't get penis. Sometimes. <laughs> it's not sometimes Europe- we're lucky. It's not European or porn. Yeah, and shame. What did you want? At the beginning, you got hairy, hairy nipple squish. That's all you get. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And a lot of, look, a lot of, you can see the penis. It's there. <laughs> the speedos <laughs> are showing everything. Basically the same thing. Four canisters of fertile piranha tanks sank right there, apparently. So this is where it's weird because it's like, okay, you've acknowledged the first film, but now you're giving a new origin when the first ones did escape to the ocean. But this is like a new origin for where mm. they've come from. Maybe they have to explain why they fly. Yeah, well, they don't. Not really. Maybe they thought that was sufficient. Tyler. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Tyler reveals he's actually a biochemist and was working on the project for two whole years. And then he says, I can't, look, I can't tell you. And then literally, and I mean literally two seconds, like, all right, I'll tell you everything I know. <laughs> It's like her turnaround on the drink. She's like, no, That's no, no. That's verbatim dialogue. Okay. <laughs> it's like verbatim dialogue. I cannot tell you. All right, I'll tell you everything I know. <laughs> we splice the genes from different species to create the ultimate killer organism. So this is after the... So we are, with the first one's canon, that whole thing was shut down. There was like a crazy guy keeping it going and then they accidentally got out the remnants of it. Apparently not because they're still trying other tests it's like maybe it's the walking little guy that we missed from the first one the one that was like lurking the little like creature that we're like alien dude (laughs) maybe that's what they use the stop motion guy Uh, maybe he's the head scientist yeah i would believe it yeah maybe he's going to come up in the next week's film we'll find out miss you nobody Um, you're the best yeah what i wrote down here was what's miraculous about this film i think is that it's it's just played so incredibly straight. <laughs> like, when he's given this explanation, it's gone for, like, James Cameron's going to try and make... He wants to make... I mean, not, again, he's not copying Jaws, but he wants to make a, a film like that. But he knows he's got to somehow get flying fish into it. <laughs> so he's just putting them off as long as he possibly can. He's like... So yeah, Lance Hamerson, he's off. he's out in the fucking chopper shouting at the British guy <laughs> to turn on his radio in the most ridiculous scene... I think there's ever been filmed. <laughs> He's hovering above him with a fucking chopper so you can't hear anything. So then he gets on the radio to talk to the guy in the boat below when the guy can't hear anything from the radio because there's a fucking chopper above him. <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. It's true. Just fly away and then radio him. <laughs> As we'll see later, Lance does not know what to do with a helicopter. <laughs> I love him. I absolutely love him. But hey, his son has disappeared with this ridiculous man's daughter. They've gone off in a dinghy to get kissy kissy somewhere. In a great place. Oh, do you know what I'm upset about? Yeah, there's the entirety of the ocean. What I'm upset about is they told us at the beginning all these great activities that were going to be happening. I haven't seen any of them. It's true. I was hoping for some volleyball, for some Mr. Muscle. Yep. We, we don't even get a hint of any of that stuff. $200,000 budget, Al. Come on. Look yeah, at all these true. people all they honesty. have wedged in here. I'm very impressed already. That's actually pretty. That is pretty impressive. And then, oh, the married couple are back. Yeah. Um, so, 
she's trying to wiggle her breasts for a photo, but he says it's for her mother. So then she looks sultry instead. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking weird. So weird. Meanwhile, Lance's Jamaican friend is showing him torn up nets and that fish have been eaten up and fish wings. Obviously fish wings. So they go to have... So Lance is starting to get one over now to his ex-wife or current wife, whatever side. So they go to have a meeting with the manager and some other people. And we get another great line here from the manager. He says, I can't cut all my activities. Fiscally, I'd be cutting my nuts off. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I mean, I don't do many business meetings, to be fair. Maybe just some people Yeah, and isn't Lance, like, he has his feet up on the table or something. He's trying to be this (laughs) total badass sheriff, like, alcoholic something i don't know what he's going for here he's just over the top 100 percent every time (laughs) it's so great as we're talking about it i want to watch just all of his again. i am i am legitimately quite liking the score i think the score is much like more scory than i thought it would be there's like actual like some cool string flourishes and some cool string jabs which I was enjoying. It's a, it is really cool because the the music will like build to a crescendo and then you don't know sometimes the crescendo breaks in a good way where it's like happy music and then sometimes it's like brah, you know and then all of a sudden you're like oh this is going to be a scary scene. So it was a really interesting yeah. way that they use that cuz usually in horror films especially like this one it's just completely over the top and you know typical and this one wasn't. Oh. I know. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's actually good. So we're an hour in at this point. They've just pieced it together that there are piranhas out there. We need 30 minutes of mayhem now. Are we going to get it? That's the question. Define mayhem. Capital letters. Capital letters with my next note, Allie. The flying fish attack! (laughs) (laughs) I made that note of like, now we need half an hour of mayhem. (laughs) Next shot. (laughs) (laughs) i think my favorite shots are the ones of the fish flying through the night well they're so funny incredible incredible but what i think is genuinely quite incredible because james cameron's really trying and i presume he shot some of these at least it's i mean obviously it looks stupid it can't not look stupid but it could look so much more stupid (laughs) if you know what i mean like it looks good enough that it makes it even more funny yeah exactly because I don't know how you do it better than they did it in this. No, yeah. But yeah, flying fish attack. I'm getting excited for a second, but no. It's cut away to the son and the daughter making out in a, while he's drowning in her in a waterfall. <laughs> with her breasts basically out. I forgot about that. It's a super intense <laughs> waterfall. Like, she how are you even it's standing crazy. still? <laughs> this film is fucking insane. <laughs> And this is 100% one of those bits where Ovidio is just like, yeah, yeah, let's just go around over here. I saw here. a waterfall earlier. What do you think about uh, hopping in? I feel this videographer is trying to just drown all the hot women in this movie. Because that's every, <laughs> every just like sex scene is a woman who's like, let's do a really stupid thing so we can have sex right now and almost die. <laughs> like, you know what would be better? If you couldn't crazy. breathe. Can you just like dip her head in the waterfall? <laughs> And there's a lot more of this, apparently. Like, the, the guy was saying, like, yeah, we'd have to go and do a lot of these shoots with a video. <laughs> he would just take us to waterfalls oh and like, places. God, and we'd have to make out. And, like, 
she will make him. I think he was pretty happy about it because you know, yeah, he was a seventeen-year-old boy. And yeah, 16, with a girl 17. whose boobs were twenty-two coming out under her yeah. crop top. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. the Looking origin hot. of underboob. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great film title. <laughs> Jamaican guy though finds his dead son, who we have not got to see other than for maybe one scene briefly. So I don't really care. Finds him dead. Yeah. So he begins rigging some new explosives, and that's why we got him doing explosive earlier. We're going to learn that this is he's a bomb maniac. <laughs> and then Tyler turns up. What happens there when he turns up? I've forgotten. They have a little exchange. I can't. Doesn't matter. Who's Tyler? <laughs> Tyler's New York oh, boy. Oh, right. I, I had him as Bradley Cooper wannabe. <laughs> Bradley Cooper wannabe. <laughs> Lance is getting in contact with the governmental team and they dispout lies about everything. So he decides, fuck this. I need to take it control myself. I'm the sheriff today because I've tied up the other sheriff in a room. <laughs> so I'm going to sort this shit out. So he gets his chopper and heads out to find his son, Chris, because <laughs> apparently earlier when he went to find him, he gave up. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, shit. I forgot. <laughs> I need to do that oh, again. they went off somewhere. Oh, that sounds a lot. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go make a phone call, yep. take some more cocaine. <laughs> Finally, the Fish Fry Festival is upon us, everyone. Woohoo! Waiting on the beach with torches, we have hordes of tourists yep. eager, eager to steal some fish during sex time <laughs> and fry their, <laughs> fry their little bodies and then eat them. Um, it's, kind of, it's pretty disturbing. But we get some like cut scenes to build attention. The flying piranhas are on their way. <laughs> it's kind of like watching a war movie, and every now and then you get the Spitfires or something. Like, That's what it definitely reminds me of. The way that they fly in formation, it just looks like bombers that yes. are coming in it's to hilarious. you know take out a area. You think they? Were, I was see, what I was expecting was yeah they would swim, and then suddenly jump out no. of the water. They're full I on swim flyers. when you can fly. Why, yeah, why it makes well? me question why they've been swimming at all this whole time. It's true. <sighs> Sorry, I mean, you raise good questions. Can they go to space? Mm. Is that the Are third they film? from space? <gasps> oh, man, if we go outer space, Justin's going to be so pissed he's not on this podcast. He'd never forgive us if we cover one in space without him. <laughs> We'd have to bring him in. <laughs> Meanwhile... Future Katie, like future how cre- predatory how Katie, as dream, an old how woman. they can be in the ocean. What? Oh, yeah, me. <laughs> what? Yeah, future predatory Katie. <laughs> that is me. She's as trying an to old hit woman. on the lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to hit on the lifeguard. Turns out he has a completely just unwitting wife who's no clue. No, what's this going was on. the girl. This was um, the friend of the girl who goes for the doctor dentist guy. This is the friend. Oh, that's the friend. That's the girl okay, that well, she was she's with. She's been gone for a long time. I know. All of a sudden she pops back up and obviously now is hooking up with the lifeguard. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They were acting like very much like they've been together for a long time. No, there's a scene later when the frenzy happens that you can tell they're not. Frenzy. They haven't been together that long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do appreciate that even all these things have arcs. Like all the threads have little arcs. They're going to finish out all these character stories that they set up at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) He then comes out. He's like called out to come and see what's going on. And the the manager like sees him come from, yeah, from this woman. 
and says, I know why you're late. Such a waste. (laughs) (laughs) You could have had this. (laughs) Look at me. Have you not seen my body? (laughs) I had a red hot poker (laughs) up my ass earlier. (laughs) So weird. And then, yeah, whoever the lady is says, I don't think so. And it's just weird, just open. And the lifeguard just genuinely just seems fed up with everyone. He looks like he is harassed and ready for just lawyers to step in. (laughs) He's like, I am a person, not just an object. Really? (laughs) Everyone just keeps using me. A guy washes to shore and a separate just scene just out of nowhere with a half fucking, like his face is just half eaten off. No, this is someone they've been like communicating with. But who? The, I think he was like one of the fishermen with the dynamite yeah. guy. Yeah. There's too many. I don't know. So, yeah, exactly. Who it's is this? He's one of the friends of the dynamite dude. They're yeah. communicating back and forth. But it's just so messy. Who like? It's just they want a victim for each one and they just pick someone random. It's like, yeah, that person was in the background in one scene. <laughs> just do that. Yep. But I just it's it's just weird. And then they have other people who are killed, but then you don't see those bodies. It's really strange. This guy looks good, though. The prosthetics anyway. look good. Yeah, it did look good. We got it a little zombie cool. piranha attack. Yep. And then the, the piranhas legitimately pull him it's back. so funny. Into the ocean. <laughs> We're not done. I want seconds. So not only can they fly. They're very they can strong. reverse... But they can reverse unless they come out of the water, grab Spin him, then around, turn around, fly and back in the ocean direction. Maybe that's what the noise was. They were like beep, 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 <laughs> beep. That's them backing up. Like that's I've seen a car do this. This is how we let mystery, people know. <laughs> mystery solved. I am. I am appeased now. <laughs> oh my <It's> god. <laughs> Oh, that makes me so, happy. The, the doctor and the horny lady, they're playing <laughs> They're playing in their hotel room. And then the people on the beach finally light the torches. For a brief moment there before they light the torches, I'm like, are they going to clobber these fish? Have they got these huge sticks just to hit them? Yeah, I think so. No, you but got a better they're, plan? They're, they're torches. Is that so when you hit them, you cook it at the they're same time? They're meant to be That's very like small. Like Grunion are RPG really small, logic. almost like smelt. So they shouldn't have to whack them like this. They usually you can just like I don't think they are whacking them. them. They take the torches so they can see yeah. them. I think that's what it's meant. You to can be. usually just like scoop them up. And then they try to lure the fish to land with some weird fucking charming thing, and the piranhas come as the sea starts boiling. So presumably the other fish were going to come as well. Oh, I took this as like there were a lot of piranha that were about to happen. Yeah. Or they were eating no, I know, the grain. Those mean... bubbles happen another time. Yeah. What? 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 The bubbles, the bubbles happen another time, so I just assumed that was how we knew the piranha were coming. No, I agree, but I just mean it is the night oh, when the grunions Maybe come. the so piranhas like, beat the grunions to it. I feel like that should be the post credit scene. The grunions finally turn up and they just have sexy time. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one's eating us. Get back in. <laughs> maybe the piranhas are just like the bodyguards for the grunions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or they ate all the grunions. So Jamaican explosives man brings his dead son's body... To the mother yep. and says he's going to kill the fish in a wreck. And again, dramatic yep. now. There's like vengeance going on. Mm-hmm. And this is where it finally happens. The flish. The flish. The flishies. Flying fish oh, is now week. flished. <laughs> it's been a long week. The fish just fucking just start flying and attacking everybody on the beach. 
And my note was immediately, but how far can they go? And my immediate next note is, apparently, anywhere. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> yep. I'm like, birds. all right, I'm going with it. They really are. Because they, they, people are running. Because my, my brain, I'm like, okay, they're going to kill some people on the beach. It's kind of crazy, but I'm going with it. But then these people are surely just going to run back to the resort as they do. And the fists just follow <laughs> through the air. Yep. Insanity. And there are some great, I mean, you can see it in the movie, but there's some great making of photos where you can see just like all of those sort of wires yes. the, that they had to like string to have these fish sliding down. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a quote here and I don't know who it's from, which isn't helpful. I don't know which one of my notes, right? I've got someone saying, if I didn't have so much to drink tonight, I'd swear I was seeing It's things. the doctor. It's the dentist guy. Because he like looks out, uh, does the sound effect of his glasses again. Because you hear like the other <laughs> lady that's like, come back to bed. And he's like, looks out the window. And as he sees everyone after the aftermath of like all the bodies that are laying on the beach. And he just like looks out and he's like, if I hadn't had so much to drink, I'd swear I was seeing things. And then he just like closes the window and that's the end of his arc. Like you never see him again. Which which also, they're good. They're fine. Which also makes absolutely no sense because that means you think you're not seeing things. If I didn't have so much to drink tonight, I'd swear I was seeing things. It's the wrong way around. Mm. See? It like it's no, saying, yeah. if I no, hadn't I had it. so much it. to drink tonight, <laughs> I would think I was seeing things, which means, oh, so you have had a lot to drink tonight, so you don't think so you're seeing things. So I am things. not. But he's also presumably <laughs> drunk when he says this, so then you can't really fault him for his Fair grammatical enough. errors. It's good, just good comedy and writing. And he's but a dentist. He's not really a doctor, so. So in the weirdest scene of the movie, and that is really saying something. I mean, <laughs> I, it's hard to overstate how weird this film has been up until this point. But I I think, and I hope you guys are with me, hands down, weirdest scene of the movie, did you make a guy goes toe-to-toe with a bunch of flying fish to revenge his son while everybody, while weird droning music plays, like not appropriate music at all, and everyone's silently watching through glass doing nothing as he just very slowly gets murdered. Well, well he they, goes out there. They tell there. him not to go. Yeah. Yeah, but then the whole, but then what happens is just like, it's so weird. Like the music is completely inappropriate. It's just like this. <laughs> and the way he like, the whole scene plays out of him sparring against his fish is just, like I mean, a it's just impossible to film, so why even bother trying to do that scene? It's it's just so weird. Well, he weird. takes dynamite out with him, and I don't really understand what his plan is with that. Like they're flying around. No. What you're gonna throw that, and then they're not gonna be there anymore because they're flying away. <laughs> yep. Or you hold but it above worry, you, got... and then you die. It's like he they've got a he house, brought a knife to a gunfight. So is what it's happened. weird. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, meanwhile, the 16-year-old son is getting jiggy with the with the naked guy. Again. <laughs> Someone's having a good time. Lost at, lost at sea, which I wonder what they expect when they go to sleep in a little boat at night at sea. And then they wake up and go, oh, where are we? <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? Let me explain how waves work. <laughs> it's now out, out of nowhere. It's now daybreak. 
as the mom and the New York guy go diving. They got the explosives. They're going to take it to the wreck because, hey, fish have got to go home at some point. Again, this philosophy and not even is at some point, like, weird to me. Yeah, no, it, it. I mean, I hope it doesn't make sense because it's just so weird. But also, you know, I mean, some of them are presumably just still flying around the world somewhere on vacation, getting jobs, like... They, why would they want to go back in the water to go back to their shipwreck? Like, they've seen the world. Yeah. You would take over the resort. <laughs> you got a pool there if you really need some hydration at some point. Yeah. Like, uh, surely other ones are just loose at sea. Why are they all in this wreck suddenly? It's... Yep. No. no We're sense. all with you. But they, uh, there's an attack. There's some cool underwater photography here as they go through the air ducts. It actually looks pretty nice. Yeah. Got little pockets of air pooling in the ceiling. Very James Cameron. Yeah. And yeah, those cool jabby strings again in the, in the score, which are like... And then Lance finds his son with the daughter. And you can see a little smile of approval. That's my boy. <laughs> Tied him over digging nose about how to yell at women inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> Taught him how to enter every human interaction with the opposite <laughs> reaction you should. That's not how you enter a room. This is how you enter a room. <laughs> So there's a boat, you know, about 10 feet away from them. But instead, he seems to have to rescue them to get to this boat. I don't really understand why they can't just get to the boat. He says, I don't. He says, can you drive that boat? And the kid says, I don't know. I don't know what is so hard about driving this boat. There is a key and you turn it on. And then there is like a little knob, which is in every boat. And you push it forward and you go forward. This kid was on and he's a literal, sailboat. He's literally a boat hand. He was he on is a, boat a yacht hand. to teach these rich guys how to boat. But he can't drive an electric motor boat. <laughs> no, he doesn't do motorized so boats. So what he's is Lance Henriksen doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, maybe, maybe I should have said the guy doing the sparring with the fish was the weirdest bit no. up until that point. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> He, so okay, so, yeah. So Lance seeing his son in a boat about ten feet away from a bigger boat, wanting to said, just wanting, wanting to get the son and the daughter to said boat. They're apparently unable to do this for some reason. Doesn't even try. He's in his chopper. Doesn't even try this kid. So he makes the only decision you can, which is to leap out of the chopper. What the into the ocean as a chopper hits the water and explodes behind yes, him. Yes, this is the safest option that he could think of. Oh my god. He swims god. to the nearby He doesn't boat. even fly like a good distance away from his child. Because the, the helicopter could have just fallen and crashed into the boat. Like you could... <laughs> it's absolute insanity. This guy is coked out. It has to, He has to be. Just all over the place. Oh. <laughs> I was watching this film on my own. Plus, why would you abandon the thing that's in the air that you can get away from flying fucking carnivorous fish? But no, we're going to explode that option, literally, and instead we're going to get into another boat. Where the f- also, they've been fine on their little boat. I know. <laughs> They're doing good. Obviously, the fish are okay with them. And we don't need to worry about the piranhas because they're all in their house. <sighs> They're home for the it's night. Funny. They all went home. For some- also, no one knows why. 
Anyway. <laughs> so the wife and Tyler, New York guy, they've set the bomb. He gets stuck while exiting the boat. The piranhas get him. But the mother, she gets free just as Lance is beginning to leave. The, as the timer is too close, she grabs onto the anchor and Lance Henriksen pulls her away unknowingly. Sails like Superman. He doesn't even lift the anchor pretty cool. to, to leave. Right? No, he just fucking bails. Like, you know, Lance Henriksen doesn't have time for raising anchor. I don't raise anchors. Are you crazy? Just drag whatever behind me all the You just time. pour some cocaine into the fuselage of the boat and off you go. But it's a pretty cool scene. Like, she gets, like, dragged away hanging onto this anchor. It's like She looks like in, Superman flying through inside. the water. Really that looks does. kind of fun. And then we get an amazing shot of a toy boat exploding. Yep. <laughs> it's always the big, like, in almost any, like, 80s slasher film, there's always somebody who's life is expendable and this just happens to be this tyler guy in this one where people just immediately forget that he just freaking died like some guy just died kind of saving her doesn't say anything like not one tear shed over this guy (laughs) he's he's an evil scientist though so fuck him i mean but also he just helped her to explode the thing that he created i don't think lox cares yeah, they think she's dead. But no, no, there she is. And then we get, for the first and only time in the film, a slow motion shot as they run to grab her <laughs> out of the ocean. And then we just fade to red and end credits just coming. That's yep. it. Done. As if someone literally told them, nope, that's your time limit. Get out <laughs> of, the, of the editing room. Like, oh, okay, sorry. Bye. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple other facts if there's anything left here. So, yeah, okay. So there's, there's meant to be, and it is really hard. I had to do so much research into this. I, then I actually reached out to people in the horror community to find out a bit of this. I really wanted to see the James Cameron cut. If it even really exists, to some people who don't think it does exist. There's also meant to be a European version, which has more of the nudity in there. The daughter was going to be topless a lot in it. Jim wasn't into all this stuff, though. Is there penis so in like, the yeah. European version? No. Oh, not that not, not interested. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's weird stuff like Carol Davis is actually who played uh, fuck which role is she? She's not one of the main roles, but anyway. But like you got people who are actually British, but then she, her voice wasn't British enough, so they get her overdubbed by someone else. Like it's very Italian with like so many of like choices in this, and James Cameron just wasn't happy about it at all. Uh, according to a biography on him by Christopher Heard, 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 Cameron rewrote the script. He worked on the VFX. He created storyboards. As we said, he did all the location scouting. He shot. In this account, for four days. Other accounts I've read say two and a half weeks. I really don't know. It's surprising how hard it is to get the truth. And I was hoping the Screen Factory thing would be able to clarify some stuff for me, but it doesn't really. However, yeah, like we said, a video called most of the shots. He would do alternative takes for his own edits, secret shoots. He wouldn't allow Cameron to see Cameron's own footage. And then, yeah, according to this biography, fired him on the fourth day. Quote, because his footage wouldn't cut together. Wow. Cameron then eventually, and this is how it goes. Again, I don't know, but Cameron eventually saw a cut that had been ruined. And so he broke into the editing room every single night for weeks and created his own alternate cut. But then a video found out about this and then recut it all again. All this drama for a film called Piranhas or The Spawning. (laughs) It's his first movie, though. It's his first film. Like, you want it to represent you properly. 
Apparently, James Cameron used all of his entire advanced salary to get a plane ticket and a hotel to come to Rome to be there for the film's post-production. And he had no money left for food, so he would just take leftovers from the dinner trays left outside hotel rooms. Then, due to exhaustion and malnutrition, he grew ill and had a fever dream about a metallic torso emerging from an explosion. And that gave him the idea for The Terminator. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. All Whoa. right. So we have something to thank this movie for. All right. All right. Yeah, like, okay, so if you go to moviecensorship.com, which is one of the places, you know, that really goes through blow by blow, different takes, this is what I've, I've heard is the most reliable. I've sort of heard these facts pop up a few times. You could only see James Cameron's cut, however it was made, whether it really was breaking in or not, I don't know, on the US, v- well, a US VHS, I don't think all of them, but one of them at the time, and also on the embassy-released Laserdisc version. I have looked everywhere to get hold of these, even on torrent sites trying to find them. I can't find copies of, of James Cameron's cut in any, even in shitty, shitty quality, And because I, I really want to check it out. They have it down here, though, as it's six minutes shorter because he was taking out a lot of stuff. Mm. He was also then adding in some scenes, like alternate stuff as well. No waterfall drowning. And it is drowning. a bit of a different... <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, and he added in these weird distorted POV shots of the piranhas as well. But yeah, but he did cut out a lot of the sort of a lot of the fun stuff and a lot of the nudity, whether you find that fun or not, subjective. But as if you want to see it, yeah, go to movie-censorship.com. There's a whole like blow by blow. You can see side by side photos as they kind of go through the different versions and and all of that jazz. Oh. But all we can judge is this version. Yeah, I'll save that fact for later. Okay, good, done. There's something earlier that I said I was going to come to. No, no, no. Well, I can't. I think we kind of go into it mostly. All right. That's it. We're done. Alison Holland. <laughs> How did you feel about Piranha 2? You always come the to me flying first. flying killers. Um, Katie Watson. No, How it's okay. You- <laughs> I'll go. So, if anybody is new to our podcast, for some reason, you chose Piranha as the first series to watch, which is good <laughs> for you, I guess. I'm always the newbie. I'm the one who has never seen anything. If any of these podcasts haven't led you to find that out on your own already. Which means I stay away from trailers, IMDb, scores, blah, blah, blah. So, Al, you talking at the start of this podcast about how this is just like everyone knows this is the worst movie ever was news to me. (laughs) And you had hinted at how ridiculous it is by texting me and Katie being like, you have to make a drinking game out of this. You better be super drunk watching this. I can't wait for you guys to watch it. It's so fucking crazy. I have to hear about it. And so I was just like, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but I'm prepared for fun. Instead of drinking, I made Ali Pasole and we yeah. had tea. <laughs> I ended up getting sick, so we didn't drink. She got but... sick. No way. Yeah. From that? No. What? Yeah, no. I was sick Not from, from the movie. That. No, I was sick. Well, you can't say, if you say that in the same sentence, I presume no, from I the food. No, I was saying I got no. sick and that's why we she didn't drink. And Katie was kind right, enough okay. to make Pasole because I had a cold. And Mass harmony is make great. Sick. No, it makes people I know. happy. That's what I was going to say. And then at the end of the movie, we're not allowed to talk about our feelings. So Katie and I, like, very briefly said one or two sentences, but didn't say anything. And so <laughs> I wrote down that as like this movie is insane. It's so bizarre, over the top. But honestly, I think it's better than the first one because. <laughs> 
<laughs> because Lance Hendrickson's in, in it. <laughs> him because there's not like the story's I'm not going to sit here and say like it's an incredible screenplay because it's not but there is some sort of story with end goals whereas in the first one they do things like get on a raft and <laughs> push themselves <laughs> with a stick along shore which is slower than slow walking on land and it's just it makes no sense so one I had more fun watching this one even though I was sick and we weren't drunk it was entertaining and we laughed a lot two there is more effort put into the story <laughs> in terms of those small details. And three, the fish flying is hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my God. So I think this movie is very confused and it is absurd, but I, so far we've only watched two and I would recommend this over the first one. Well, I said it. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> wow. Katie Watson, how do you feel about Piranha 2, the spawning slash flying killers? Well, I wasn't going to compare it to the first one. I didn't, like, that wasn't my goal here. You don't have to until the wrap up, but you can. Right. I mean, I do agree with what Allie's saying in that it's like, this one is definitely like turned up from the first one. It's as though <laughs> someone fell asleep in the first one, had a fever dream and decided they were going to add wings to the scenario. Because it definitely, it just feels like Piranha 2.0, 100%. So there's, yes, admittedly more story going on here, but there's almost like too much story in this. Like there, there are so many things going off in different directions and it just, it makes for an amazingly entertaining wild ride. I, I yeah. definitely felt like I got on a roller coaster and, or actually it feels more almost like those roller coasters that you get on that things like jump out at you at like like that are themed and not everything makes sense that's jumping out at you but you're all you're just entertained along the whole way lance hendrickson is insane like <laughs> clinically insane the scene with the helicopter at the end i was like this motherfucker like what <laughs> what is he doing but yeah it was it was really fun. I don't really know how else to describe it. Like, <laughs> don't know how to qualify. It's not intelligent, and it's not. It doesn't make any sense in any way for anything. Like, if you if you try to pull on one of the threads, like the whole thing will fall apart. But you'll have a great time just sitting and watching it. So, that's how I feel about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> this. I was prepared to watch this movie and for it to be, you know, shitty, but to like, I, I was like, I'm going to get some fun out of this, I think, you know, just the fact that it's James Cameron's first film, there's got to be something there, you know, some worth, I didn't know all the history at that point when I was first watching it, and I didn't know it was just $200,000 either until afterwards, which crazy. Is, truly is impressive, like, really impressive. I text it was so hard because I watched this on my own and then like I was trying not to like be too enthusiastic to you guys because you definitely have to approach it as what it is or not knowing what it is. I love this movie. <laughs> I had such a great time with this film. And yes, clearly it's a bad film. So it's sort of falling into that so bad it's good. But it it, it takes itself very seriously and like you you're saying Ali like there is actually a plot there and there are all these little story threads and they do finish all of them I think 
And there are some bits which don't make, you know, the story itself makes absolutely no <laughs> sense. And scene by scene, how they actually play them out makes no sense. But there's all the stuff that you need for a movie and it's really short and you've got like some good gore stuff and you've got like some appropriate and some inappropriate sex stuff and you've got flying fish through a window is how we're introduced to that concept by the way <laughs> out the chairs kills the nurse then just takes off out a window with glass shattering. he has to go home it's bonkers absolutely it's almost curfew. fucking bonkers You've got Lance Henriksen in just the most psychopathically enjoyable role I've, I think I've ever seen. You've got some beautiful vistas as well, like not shot incredibly well, but like, hey, it looks like a fun place. I, I had a great time. I really did. <laughs> I didn't expect it, and I, I definitely prefer it. Three point seven out of ten people. If you're listening to this, shame on you. Let's all go vote on IMDb. Give it 10 stars. (laughs) Yeah, just to balance it out a little bit. It doesn't deserve 10, just to be clear. This is a bad film. It doesn't deserve 3.7. But it's an enjoyable film. So this is the problem. Like like going to genre stuff and meeting genre people, you know, I love this crowd, but we do tend to get enthusiastic when we find something that's bad, but we bring enjoyment out of it that we get into arguments and try to claim it's actually good. This is not actually good. Let's be clear. <laughs> this is like, there, is, there are moments in here that are actually, you know, made with some technical skill. But it's like serviceable at best. However, it's a very enjoyable movie. And that is completely fine. Yeah. You know, I, uh, like, like it could be your favorite film of all time. I would hope you'd still acknowledge is objectively bad. But it's a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. You should absolutely, if you do drink, sit down with some friends and yeah, yeah have a little or drinking game. Or have some pozole and it's just as fun. Pozole was delicious as well, but it very was. difficult to take notes and eat pozole at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. And I'm legitimately now excited because we are, like the first film, I enjoyed more than I remembered. This one, I enjoyed way more <laughs> than I remembered. It's got to go downhill at some point. We've got three more movies. <laughs> Otherwise, if it stays like this, this is going to be the best franchise we've ever covered. What are they going to morph into next? Like, what else could they... They have, like, knives attached to their fins? Oh. Now I'm really well, stuck on going outer space. Mm. I know. I know. I feel it won't happen. They could just uh, well, do... Cause, I, I, I mean, <laughs> someone could say, yeah, but there's not enough oxygen. But they got through that pretty easily in the first one and just said like, oh. Someone could argue that's ridiculous. But, but they were made to be able to exist in all climates. They can do anything. Yep. So a video himself was wanting to make a third film with him producing, but it stalled and then just eventually just never happened. So it wasn't until 1995 that we got the next one. And we'll talk about that very briefly in a minute as we like to tease the next week's production. Although it's this week's production because you'll get that episode on Friday. Double whammy. Now, if you are new to us, I did forget to say at the beginning, hello, welcome. Please head out to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com, where you can listen to all of our previous episodes. Please do go to iTunes and your podcast app and subscribe to us and rate us. We do all this for free. We're not going to do any banner ads. We won't try and tell you, do any sell you color-changing Speedos. We will. We won't have to try and sell them to you. You're going to want to buy them. Like, no, we won't true. even have to advertise. It's 
true. Yeah, we went there. No one tell anybody no. about it, and we'll still sell <laughs> yeah. out day yeah. one. They'll know. Yeah. Yes. No. Please do. It really does help us out. We do all this f- for free, and it's very tiring. Although this week it wasn't. It was a joy. <laughs> but some, most of the time, it's pretty fucking tiring and miserable. <laughs> and it's appreciated when you rate and subscribe. You can also support our things that we're doing. We have a Ghost Light single out. You can listen to that. That's on the iTunes. We have Starfish score out. You can listen to that. That's also on the iTunes. And Starfish itself just hit Hulu this Hulu! week. So <laughs> if you don't like paying money to support independent artists, then that's fine. You don't have to torrent it anymore. Just go to Hulu and watch it there. And that helps us in a different that's way. That's how all my family jumped things. on that bandwagon. Mm. They were like, oh, it's free. And I was like, God. if you have your ex-boyfriend's mom's account you can use her login yeah access the movie do we gotta do do we gotta do maybe we should give our account details and then we can (laughs) see what people are watching email us (laughs) at wearegeeks.com and we'll give you a login that'd be great we should we should just like have a open account (laughs) on one of those things and then we just put it out every week and just see what people are watching hilarious (laughs) that'd be pretty good recommended for you I'd be like whoa Fred's what's Fred's what slumber party massacre three again Hmm. should we be worried (laughs) yeah so please do do that that does help us whatever it was that I was saying subscribe like leave us a review I'm your host yeah I've been your host Mr. Al White on all the social medias as well as on the Xbox although I'm not on there that much right now but I will be pretty soon Ali you're on stuff I am you can find me on Instagram at Ali Sue. Katie's also on stuff. I am. I am on Instagram at my dearest Watson, where I do photos of food. But I've decided I want people to tweet at me. Joe, you can tweet at me all about your love. <laughs> He's gone. Terrible, He's gone. terrible films. And or usually I host us if we have a watching party, like if Ali comes over or Shannon comes over because we have a projector and it's nice to be able to have more of a cinematic vibe to our watchings. And I like to cook for them. So I feel you guys should tweet at me and tell me what would be appropriate for the next film that's coming up. What I should Or if make. you live in LA, say so you want an invite and we'll consider your application. Totally. totally. I do put a lot of cheese in things. So if you're vegan, really <laughs> let me know out. that ahead of time. If you're a rapist, cause... also get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless, as we learned from this film, you just If you're a keep vegan asking. rapist... <laughs> Kill it all night. Give it in the end. Burn yourself in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah, God. my Twitter is at Watson Dearest. So. <laughs> Do you think vegan rapists vegan exist? rapists out there? <laughs> I I feel everyone's just going to want you to cook. What are they called? Gunions? What the fuck? Gunions. Well, when's Allie the gunion run fish. here? That's true. I don't know. Allie doesn't eat fish because I was going to make people... fish tacos for this one, but. People still aren't emailing, by the way. I know. We know some of you are listening. We see the numbers. <laughs> Nobody maybe listens now that we've given offered Hulu accounts and invites to dinner. Maybe now we'll get emails. We'll we'll do anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Next week we are returning. It is for 1995's Piranha also known as piranhas so in order to not be too confusing we're going to call it the plural piranhas because i think that makes more sense it has a really bad poster i have no recollection of this and it worries me now the let's just say the negative well actually let me say the positive 
This film this week, 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Next week's film has a higher IMDb rating than this week's film. Yeah, but we don't trust that anymore. Wait, wait, wait. It's got 3.8 out of 10. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, it won't after after we're done with IMDb. This Mm. one will win. The negative is that this movie... Well, actually... I got another. I got another positive. It was from the director of Midnight Teas oh, and Full Contact. Oh shit! Was he director? Oh no, maybe it was a producer. That sounds too close to mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. The negative is it's the mid nineties, and it's just actually a straight to TV movie. Uh, um, so no. technically, we don't have to do it. But I was like, well, it's still a Piranhas movie, and there's only five of them, so let's fucking do it because we are exhausted. Oh shit! So. The fun ride might be about to end. We'll find out in a few days' time. I feel time. like we're, we're going to have to drink margaritas for this, Al. <laughs> yeah, let's not get sick this time. <laughs> no. Until Friday, we are out. Geeks. Geeks.